only have like two lies I have to maintain. What are those? Okay, watch Alec? as it stays there Alec? as I flip this around. Alec and... doesn't drink very often, so when he gets one drink in him, okay. <clears throat> he gets Lord. real bold. He does. Friendly. Uh, oh boy. Diana Sinclair's dad. Diana. Diana, Diana. Okay, so, um, hello, testing. How's that sound, Alex? It sounds great. It, sound it sounds good? fantastic. Great. Are we yeah. starting? We're, We've oh, already yeah. started. We've already started. You didn't even see it happen because okay. you now, heard it happen. Now, guys. Hello. I'm really excited about this episode. We have yeah. our second female guest ever. Yeah. Well, what's the, ep- the episode of what, Alec? Uh, this is the second episode of the second season of Carry On, the Sex in the City podcast. Woo! Welcome, That's exciting, uh, everyone. So uh, you just heard your co-host Alec Wells. I am your other co-host Kat Knipe, and with us tonight, this is a really exciting get. I'm, I'm stoked. We got a real good guest. Not only is she a female, yeah, she's but a female. she's awesome, and Woo! she's awesome. Too. You might have seen her on just really lots of TV shows. If you've watched any TV in the last mm-hmm. five years, mm-hmm. you've probably seen her somewhere. Miss Abby Cobb. Hi! Yes. It's wonderful to have you. Abby's also the author of Into Me See. <laughs> <laughs> guide a to really, Intimacy. A really, yeah. great guidebook to intimacy. Abby actually yeah. does have a book. I, I thought you were. Oh, I thought you were about to pull out. I thought you were about to pull out your like, knowledge, and I was like, Alec doesn't know Abby wrote a book, but she uh, did. I, I'm learning. I'm learning Yeah. Now. You um, will learn when you buy her book. My yeah. book is nowhere near as interesting as Into Me <laughs> So I just can't wait to talk about the episode. I'm just so happy to be here. Yeah, we're well, really happy okay, to have you here. Okay, I mean, first of all, it's just great that you're here because you're you. But secondly, you've never seen Sex in the City. This never. is literally your first yes. endeavor into the we, Sex we in the City world. We popped that SATC cherry. Oh, yeah, yeah. no. Yeah, I'm... I'm I, well, there's so many questions. Ooh, I, I have a question. <laughs> I have a fun question. Okay. How old do you think these women are supposed to be? Ooh, given good that question. you didn't know anything about, you just kind of had a loose idea of the characters just from watching this show. Yeah. What do you think? I would say definitely 30s. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I would say m- mid 30s, just because specifically. Carrie said something about the number on her. It was in this episode. She has a birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was talking about the number being yeah. single and that it's getting higher. So I'd guess not thirty-eight because a joke was made about how being single and thirty-eight is sad. Yes. Mm. So maybe thirty-four, thirty-five. Okay. Very uh, that's close. close. That's I close think Carrie to was, accurate. Carrie was probably turning thirty-two. I'd say 32 or Because she turns 35 yeah. in season, season four. four. So 33. 33. Okay. She'd be yeah. 33. But Samantha so. is a little bit older. She's... I'm sorry, coming. which one's Samantha? <laughs> Kim Control. Um, the uh, one whose uh, boyfriend is a... It's too small. Penis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yes. yes. Your she's, penis is too small. She's really pretty and thinner than what I thought she would be. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. She'd love to hear that. She, she carries herself with an air of... Because mm. I think, isn't now she... She looks a little different. Yeah, no, well, she's just you know, older. The ravages of time, unfortunately. <laughs> hey, don't say ravages. I worship Kim Cattrall. Just... Kim Cattrall is also the um, like England spokesperson. There, there's a, an organization called Dignity and Dying. Yeah. For like, well, dignity and dying. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, what am I? What is the word? Like I'm hospice care, euthanasia, but no, no, actually, are you like saying assistance? we should euthanize Kim no! Cattrall because she's I'm old just saying, now? I mean, what's 38. Assistance yeah. in dying. I just respect her. 
Yeah. Long time. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, I'll but, take it. So, we just watched, uh, as you mentioned, Alec, episode yeah. two of season two of Sex and the City. Right. All together, we all yes. watched it. Yes. And the episode is titled The Awful Truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was written by Darren Starr. Wah, wah. Okay. It aired June 13th, 1999. Okay. So, okay. we can all place, place ourselves. Just think about the late 90s, how you felt yeah, about yourself, the songs how you felt there about you go. the world. Well, yes. I will say, this, this for me, um, I, as though I'm answering for Abby, the thing that centered me in the 90s more than anything was uh-huh. the one character saying, you put Natalie Ambrulia in back yeah. in the U2 CD case. Yeah, I thought that was apropos because their relationship was falling apart. Nothing was right. They were torn. Yes. Nothing's right, I'm telling yeah. on the floor. <laughs> so this episode opens with uh, Carrie talking about her friend... Was her name Sharon Sharon? Susan Sharon. Susan Sharon. (laughs) Yeah. Played by Molly Price, who looks very different now if you look her up on IMDb. Okay. Two years ago, my friend Susan Sharon, the East Coast rep for a line of Italian cashmere sportswear, married a very mean man. What did I tell you about listening to my CDs? You put Natalie Imbruglia back in you too! Now I only see her once or twice a year. So Susan Sharon and her husband are on the outs. They fight a lot. He lives on London time. She's really receiving a large amount of verbal abuse. Just yeah, she is. Spewed one direction. They didn't really show her no. participating in any of the, no. the negative. So the point where I might go so far, if I were asked to do so, as you, to say... Hey, will you go that far? I will. Please okay. go It's kind there. of an abusive relationship. I, you know what? I, it's not I, okay. I made mental notes this entire time, and that was one thing I thought of. Can we skip to what I thought about? Yes, we can. How it resolves, or do you guys go in order? No, no, please. No, it's Whatever. fine. Okay. Just jump around. So it's they fine. set up this relationship as like... He's extremely abusive yeah. towards mm-hmm. her. No. Yeah. There's no just berates her in front of her friends, treats her like crap. Yeah. And and my my what I thought the show was before I actually saw it was like kind of a celebration of women and women's rights and like yeah. standing up for women and women are strong and powerful and can be these awesome leading characters. And so I was ready for a message of like stand up for yourself and like yeah. be who you are and enjoy yourself and and at the end in one sentence, it's resolved oh. by a puppy joining the family, and yeah. she's like leaning back in his in, in his arms, and the husband is kissing her face and yelling at the dog, and it's like, oh, funny, ha 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 ha! She's yeah. back in this abusive relationship. Let's he celebrate. can yell at the dog now. Charlotte realized, like so many males before him, Henry had shit all over her perfect world. He and Charlotte soon parted ways, and the one thing she could never say was, I got rid of the puppy. Of course we all know what happened to him. He'd become the glue that put Susan Sharon and her husband back together again. Shut up! Although neither of them could ever admit that a dog saved their marriage. I was like, it's actually not okay, right? It's not okay at no. all. Especially considering, so we, we get a good glimpse of Susan Sharon, who, by the way, like, have we even seen her before? I don't think we, this is the first episode we've seen Susan Sharon in. She's in one episode later in season four when Carrie and Aiden get engaged. Yeah. That's it. She's not, just so you know, Abby, she's not like some recurring, she's in oh, this okay. one no. episode. She's okay. like, but whatever. Carrie goes over to her apartment. She's like, oh, we have to be quiet because he might wake up. Daddy might wake up. She doesn't say that. That's what's implied. But then he's yelling at her in front of Carrie. And what I hate is that Carrie doesn't, 
Apart from like making a joke as she leaves and says "bye, grumpy," and yeah. then she, she doesn't say anything. Yeah. He does yell at Carrie. He says, "Get the fuck out!" Yeah, and here's what I rude. would do in 2014. 2014, cat. If I walked into my friend's yeah. apartment and her husband was yelling at her like that, I would say, "Back the fuck off!" Before I call the cops on your sorry ass. Well, I will you don't say talk to women that way. I will say. Abby didn't say anything when I openly berated you earlier yeah. and yelled in your yeah. face. Do we call do we call slapping me in the mouth berating now? I mean, yeah, well, I don't have the time to tell you yeah. what's wrong with but, you. But, <laughs> fist will do it for me. But I know that you're getting a dog tomorrow and that's that true. Will be okay, it'll be fine. So... I mean, when they said a dog saved the relationship, that's got to be a joke. That's healthy. It's bull honky. <laughs> you wouldn't believe what Barney's gets oh, for don't this. Tell me, $900. $900 for a scarf? No. Oh, no. Listen, <laughs> do you mind if I return it? I could really use the cash. No, why not? Why do you think they call it cashmere? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is going on? Oh, sorry, honey, but Carrie had this idea about returning. What? Was our agreement about visitors after 9 p.m.? I know, it's just that it's her birthday. I'm on London time! I gotta be up in three hours when the market's open! So I'd really appreciate it if you take the fucking noise somewhere else! I just couldn't believe that a show like this that has the opportunity to have, like, really great messages wouldn't jump at the chance to give her a happy ending. Yeah. That made sense. That yes. was smart. Because women all over the world are watching this show yeah. as an example of, like what they can be like and what life can be like. And so that was that's your, the message? That, Come on. So yeah. that's interesting. So your general impression of the show, having not seen anything before seen it, tonight, right. was like, oh, Sex in the City is, like, if you had to guess, dot, 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 yeah, you would say it's a woman's empowerment. Sure. Show. Like, women in these strong leading roles showing yeah. what it's like to be a strong leading woman. They're and, strong earners. America, they're in power right. of their yeah. sex lives. They're, yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I guess think she was being the strong, silent type. Nice, and just taking it. I think just that's one of the. Things he had a Napoleon he complex. He did because he was like. By the way, three that by the way that actor who short. played Richard, uh, his name is Neil Jones, and I looked him up on IMDb, and it said he was in Dirty Dancing, and I immediately realized who else here is as familiar with Dirty Dancing as I am. Is he the person who berates "Don't put baby in the corner"? No. Oh, okay. No, he's he's a Patrick Swayze's friends, like Patrick Swayze's character, Johnny's friend, who like. Uh, he he also works at the. No one cares but me. Anyway, he's the one who gives Baby the watermelons to carry. Does he play like a court jester or something? Is no. he not allowed to get on a roller coaster? Moving on. Okay. Carried a watermelon. <laughs> anyway, um, but I think that's. I think to your point, Abby. It's it's. There are a lot of things in these early seasons that we have had a problem with already, like uh-huh. on the podcast, yeah. where you know certain ideas about homosexuality, certain jokes that are made, certain references that are made that at the time were edgy and funny, and there were missed opportunities. Um, and I think this is just another one of those places where it doesn't translate to 2014. It's so just it like would never fly today, but no. in, in 1999, in I June of 1999, did. I, well, didn't care. yeah, oh, well, okay, did it? I don't know. Let's be sure not to glaze over the fact that this woman gives Carrie a $900 scarf for her birthday. Yeah. I I had the impression she had the the hookup. Like, 
Oh, she, I see. So she didn't actually have to. I think she was like a buyer for what she probably got like a discount or something. That makes the joke about returning it for cash a little better. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was okay. wondering about oh the cash because that seemed yeah. really really rude of Carrie. Yeah, yeah. she's like how much? Oh, laughing about it. Bergdorf gets this for nine hundred dollars, and Carrie's like, do you mind if I return it? Have you guys ever Jesus. been in a situation like that scene where you've been at somebody else's house? And something really uncomfortable has happened. Like oh, a sure. fight has broken out. Um, one time I was at my friend Parker's house and we were downstairs in the basement and upstairs in the living room, his mom and dad got in a really bad fight, but Ooh. the exit was upstairs. So I didn't know what to do. Oh, I just boy. played GoldenEye. Oh, um. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't mean what else do you do? When early, very, very, very early in our relationship. Oh my god, the first time, so the first time I brought Cat to my house in North Carolina. What happened? Um, it this was like was, this strange this like thing ten, where we were kind of being ago, naughty almost, in a way sure. because like we were, we were in school and she was driving home, I guess for Thanksgiving or something, and, um, and I was like, well, come by my house. Um, before you go home. And this is the first time she'd ever been to my house, never met my family or anything. And she gets there, and my mom and my sister are in, like, a huge fight. Huge fight. Which never happens, by the way. It's, like, really strange. And it was, like, yelling. Like, yelling and slamming doors. And I'm just, like, trying to make a good impression. I remember you stomping downstairs and, like, giving them a talking to. Oh, I gave them a talking to, Abby. Yikes. I told them exactly what was up with my fist. Um, so this is quite a picture you're painting of yourself. Just yes, violence. So, um, but speaking of violence, mm-hmm. Carrie says fighting as foreplay. Was she the opening act of something greater Ugh. for them? Come if, on. If so, they should have showed that. Yeah. Or uh-huh. given her a second episode or something. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, I, and I think that makes uh, that brings us back around to um, the fact that Darren Starr wrote this episode. Yeah. I mean, I know there's a team of writers who break episodes, mm-hmm. and like it's not all sure. his responsibility. Are you not a fan? Well, we here at Carry On are Michael Patrick King fans. Okay. Darren Starr is the creator of the show, all along right. with Candace Bushnell, who wrote the columns that turned into the book that turned into Sex and the City. With some consultation by Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. That's right. Abby yeah. pointed out that... Consulting it, producer. Consulting producer. She, she becomes executive producer as mm-hmm. the show goes yeah. on. But yeah, I mean, Darren Starr, it, you know, he kind of drops out at some point. We're, we're going to pay attention to that. But yeah. by the time the movies roll around, I mean, it's MPK, Michael Patrick King all the way. He's the one in charge. He's the all one. Right. And we, just, we're just a bigger fan of his episodes. Sure. When he, when I do he feel like them. that's a trope that I've seen in lots of movies and television shows, which is like the man and the woman who just can't do anything but fight with each other. But that fight comes from passion and then the passion leads to sex. I just, I don't know if I've ever known two people who hated each other. But then they had sex. Well, maybe I just, not I hated feel like each they other. Just hate each it's other. It's like Buffy says in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, yeah. She's musing, like, can there be love without pain? Because she loves Angel, but Angel brings her pain. Yeah. And she's not sure she can have a good relationship, like with Riley yeah. in season four. She's like, I don't know if I can do this. Have you guys ever been attracted to somebody 
who had very different viewpoints than you. Yes. Tell oh, me yes. a little bit about oh, that. I think opposites attract in a huge yeah. way. Yeah. And at first, thing, if someone's so opposite from you, it's dangerous, and mm-hmm. it's like not a good idea, and so it's yeah. fun and sexy, but it won't last no. yeah. if they're sharply different as far as a worldview Yeah context is did, did you ever have the thought like well maybe i can get over the fact that this person feels different yes than me. that you have that thought but then it hits you like six months plus in yeah that th- six if, months wow if, that if if your world if it, if it stemmed from your worldview and their opinions are so sharply contrasting with yeah. your own you're going to butt up against huge problems when you're making big decisions. Yeah. Together. Well, speaking of butts. Yes. Cynthia Nixon's storyline. Oh, so many butts in oh, that storyline. Yeah. So many big how about, butts. How about I'm Huge sorry, but how about butts. Cynthia Nixon's spiky 10-year-old boy she, sleep bedhead? Does she always look like a man in a business suit? Yes. She does. For a yes, long time in the show. That's a staple of her character. In fact, up until we talked about this, up until the films She's relative, she's Miss Power Suit. Although they the suits get better, but yeah. does the hair get better? The yes. hair does Thank get goodness. significantly better. The hair better. is awful. Is it always short and spiky in season it's, one and season two? It's always in short. Season two, it's pretty. It's she, it looks like it. <laughs> she <laughs> looks like Link from Zelda to me. Like a little <laughs> like a little fairy with like a sword that would go fight a princess. I or something. just especially after her sex scene when it's all when it's all yeah. like sweaty and spiky. ten year old bedhead. Yeah. I just couldn't, boy. I couldn't look at anything but her <laughs> yeah. spiky boy hair. Yeah, yeah it's, it's weird. It's pretty unfortunate. And we it's it's funny because I always like I have this internal struggle between appreciating that she's this foil for the other women in the show who are a little Ugh. more a little more traditionally feminine. So you like you, you gotta appreciate other other examples of womanhood. Do at I? the same time <laughs> when it's sweaty and spiky and not there's a way to do short hair and it's Rachel Maddow. Um, or it's sexy. It, and it, yeah. yes, it's it's sexy. It's kinda like that thing about porn, like I, I'll know it when I see it. It's yeah. hard to define. Yeah. But like I'll know sexy short hair when I see it, and that ain't it. Well, uh, you know, and not to, like, get too into the physical nature of what she looks like and just rail on it. But you having mean her said hair? that, because yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah. She is beautiful. Having said that, there is something about when you're fair skinned and have red hair and it's short that you can see a lot of the scalp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw so much of her scalp. <laughs> and I just and felt nerves. like, yeah, oh, you see. You see some nerves. Oh, and the nerves. Have yeah. we seen her nipple before no, this episode? No, we haven't. This I is the first time. I think you were time. with us for this. Yeah. I got yeah. to see it the first time. Yeah. yeah and trust me, it gets more and more explicit as time yeah. goes on. I've heard that some women don't like to be photographed. Or <laughs> I heard some women don't <laughs> like their breasts photographed when they're laying flat. I don't know why that would be. Probably because they're not, because they look flat. They don't look Balls of me. You know what? Whatever. I'll take it. Anyway. Have you been asked to do nudity before? Uh. So far? Uh. No. I don't. I don't. I won't do it. And yeah. So I don't let myself go to camera test or anything like that for rules that require that. You'll be interested to know then. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker had, had it in her contract from moment one that she was not going to do any nudity. Ooh. The other women on the show all at some point or another show at least one breast. Yeah. I say that because Cynthia Nixon, plenty of breast. Yeah. Um, Kim Cattrall, almost everything. Yeah. Um, Kristen, Kristen Davis, one time who plays Charlotte, the Mm -hmm. buttoned up one shows 
one breast one time. Yeah. She's they're at um uh what's it called? Fleet Week. There's a there's a party for all the sailors who come to New York City and Charlotte is sitting with one of them and he's like um show me one of your show me your breasts. Uh, just one. That's an order. And she's like, oh. And she shows him what she pulls down one. And we see one of Kristen Davis' breasts. Yeah. But the rest, of, but Sarah Jessica Parker, you never, ever, ever see her breasts. Maybe. Um, I feel like they would have been so powerful by that point, they could have just said no if she really didn't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Because they can't make you. I no. Mean, they, no. Um, I find it interesting that um, that you wouldn't audition for something with nudity, but you're doing this podcast nude. We're all naked. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, this is no problem for you. I can talk you. about anything yeah. while not having clothes yeah. on. Well, look, it is empowering. I'll no, say that. You know, but you know, the thing is now with the way that the internet is and everything, anything that, anytime you do nudity for anything, even if it's a really amazing, powerful film like Boys Don't Cry or a Holocaust film or something like that mm-hmm. where I feel like it's justified and important to the storyline. Anything can be taken out of context oh. now. Still oh, yeah. can be taken online and put all... There are websites oh. just dedicated to those 15 seconds, yes. those 14.7 yes. seconds where someone is nude yeah. or doing a sex scene. And I'm just not, I'm not willing. What I, find, wild. what I find strange about it now is that they will, like, CGI nudity yes. on an actress who was not nude for the scene. I was looking up pictures of Sarah Michelle Gellar one time, and I got the shock of my life. And I was like, that can't be her, but it looked so real. And it wasn't. That's why you but shouldn't someone look at things on it. my computer. Um, <laughs> okay, so, oh, oh, but I, look, I actually love this storyline yeah, with Miranda. which is up. the Okay, so Miranda's dating a guy. Um, oh God, I love this storyline. Miranda's dating <laughs> a guy who loves dirty talk. Um, so, you know, in bed, he likes to say all sorts of, like, vulgar and descriptive things about what they're doing. And I, the reason I like this storyline so much is I think it is a really, like, polarizing and vulnerable situation to be in. Yeah. I happen to be in an intimate relationship at the moment, and... I can tell you that the level of verbal discourse has become a little too intimate. Are we speaking of spring roll guy? Mm-hmm. Spring roll guy? Who's that? Aaron Melman. He's a dermatologist I met at the Vietnamese lunch truck outside my building. So what's the problem? The problem, if you can call it that, is spring roll guy like to talk dirty in bed. Well, that can be a turn Sure. But now he wants me to reciprocate, and I can't. I never could. Or not. Because sex is not a time to chat. In fact, it's one of the few instances in my overly articulated, exceedingly verbal life where it is perfectly appropriate, if not preferable, to shut up. And now suddenly I have to worry about being stumped for conversation? No, thank you. Just keep talking about his big cock. Correction, his big beautiful cock. We're using the C word now? Sorry. I can't use adjectives. A simple you're so hard is often quite effective. Mm. Sometimes men just need to hear a little encouragement. Such as? You know, yes, uh, that's right, uh uh-huh. Don't stop. Just like that. Come on, fucker, don't stop. I do think it's even more vulnerable than having sex with someone. Absolutely. Is talking dirty. In some ways. Like, I'd have sex with 20 people before I'd talk dirty to one person because... I don't know. It's it's a weird. It it's it's vocalizing something internal and sure. and, and emotional, and it's so. I, I think it's hilarious, even when it's supposed to be serious. It's just it's funny. funny to me. And as soon as you say it, it's like out there. Yeah, you yeah. can't take it back, and then it could be repeated later. 
in a moment that's not sexy time. Yeah. And you're like, what did I say? I didn't say that. Kind of like the, the idea that um, I've heard people talk about anytime like you aren't having sex if you or aren't in that position. Uh, haha, pun intended. Nicely if you done. If you think about what the act of sex is, it sounds really disgusting. Yeah. Like, or it is really disgusting when you think yeah. about, like, what happens. If you had to, like, but explain to an are, alien what right. sex was. But when yeah. people are in the moment, it seems perfectly normal and you're into it. But, like, when you're far removed from it. Um, secondarily, it's yeah. time for me to get real. Okay. In the context of dirty talk, because okay. oh, I boy. did a voiceover gig for Playboy TV. This okay. is crazy. Uh, about a year ago. All right. <laughs> so if any of our listeners, any of our Carry On listeners are subscribers to Playboy TV, you might want to look for a little show called Amateur Hour. This whole time they've probably been wondering, like, where have I heard that <laughs> voice before? I, I recognize yeah. her from somewhere. Yeah. So I went into um, the offices of um, Playboy Plus, which are in Burbank, and they handle everything but the magazine. They're dealing with the the TV, the web content, all kinds of stuff. I have lots of stories about that day. But but the, hmm, the, the reason why I sweat an awful lot in the 20 minutes I was in that booth is uh-huh. because I was asked to improv an awful lot. Like, they gave me a script of things I needed to say, um, but and everyone there was so professional. But, sure. but basically what I was doing was doing voiceover that would be playing underneath um, visuals on this episode of a television show of girls frolicking naked on the beach, Ugh. touching each other, all pretty softcore stuff. But I was having to describe, like, my friends and I, you know, went to the beach and... <laughs> and then we frolicked. <laughs> yeah, I never felt like this before. It's, I'd never done anything like this before. Whatever. But they asked me to improv an awful lot. Sure. Which was so mortifying. Like, saying lines that they had written and put in front of me was fine. Sure. And, and And bless their hearts, I'm in this recording booth. Everyone I can see through the window is looking far away from me while I'm talking because they know it's embarrassing. Yeah. And they're being professional. But when you're asked to improv dirty talk, even in a professional setting, it's, it's like you're doing it in a real set. I mean, it's, it's because you know that if they're, if they're saying, just say whatever, then they're judging you yeah. because I would, they're judging you on what you're saying. That on what's is coming actually out of your my brain. worst nightmare. And it's not like you had like a glass of wine and nope. you were feeling sexy and doing sexy nope. things. You're like, <laughs> I was like, I have to earn this money because I'm an adult and I, they've hired me. <laughs> and you're like in an office building. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh. That's, uh, it was, I've ne- I was so mortified. I sweat more in that. I mean, I was so, so sweaty. So did you get the job? Oh, that wasn't an audition. That was my gig. Oh, you got Do you want to know what I had to do to audition? <laughs> Here's what I had to do to audition. I I had submitted for the voiceover work um, through LA Casting and was given the, was emailed and said, send in an audition. So I recorded a voice memo of myself and I had to improv. So I had to come up with like... 30 seconds of dirty talk and then send it to a stranger. Because how do I know this isn't some weirdo? And it was a a legitimate person at Playboy, like, who then hired me. Sure. But, like, I just had to record it, send it off. Just as easily then. I, um, I have a... Mortifying. I have a theory about why uh, dirty talk is so... Um, uncomfortable. Tell us, please. Beyond so the obvious reasons, I, I, I really want to know. Because, and this is something I fight with every day, and really mm. frustrates me as a human being. Sure, is that we live what I call life memes. Like we do these things. We're conditioned in the way that we speak language. Like 
hey, how are you today? I'm fine. How are you? Good. Ugh. Like, we just we just say things at each other and we don't mean them and we're not sure. taking any time to understand Somebody's what it means. Somebody's having a case of the Mondays. Yeah, and like, we're just like, you know, we, we go through life. It's like, oh, all the bridesmaids wear the same, you know, dress. And it's like, do you understand why they do that? And no one understands, like, where it comes from or the etymology of it. However... Never in school is somebody like, okay, here's how you dirty talk. <clears throat> you start by, uh, but we you know, all know that's like, something that know. might be expected of us someday. Right, but so that is actually an area where there are no life means. I would say a lot of people learn that in school, like after class. Like, at Do the, go on, and at, what school did you go the, to, and what the, is the address, the, and when can we go? House, at the sorority oh, house, sure. when you like, yeah. grow up and you become a real yeah. person. Okay, wait. That could be true. Right? That I don't is, know. I was you just totally <laughs> made up a porn scene where it's a bunch of girls sitting around like, so what do you say to a guy? So like, okay. Show me. Wait, do you write for Playboy TV? Because I think I recorded <laughs> that scene. thing is that they have textbooks. And yeah. At college, you know, I think And the webinet. I think yeah. that's the internet. Nobody like sits you down in a formal setting and teaches you. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're out there all alone. And I mean, just sex in general, it's like, well. Well, I hope I'm doing it right. But dirty talk on top of that is the vocalizing, and it's so vulnerable, which, back to the show, is what makes this uh, scene so funny because... Um, Miranda does not want to chat. I just love kissing this sensitive spot right here. You like that? Uh-huh. Tell me what you like. That? You like my hand there? Caressing your breast? Sure. Gently pinching your nipple? Fine. Oh, oh yeah. Kissing my chest. That's hot. That really turns me on. How's it feel? Hot? Hot. And? Harry? Oh, God, you're getting me hard. Tell me how it feels. Big. And? Hard. Rock hard. Yeah, keep talking. A big rock. Yes. A hard rock. A big hard rock. Oh, oh yeah. A sausage. Oh, baby, you were so nasty. Surprisingly enough, once Miranda opened her mouth, she found it difficult to shut up. Big, throbbing. Miranda's dating a guy who's who's very vocal and he seems pretty good at it. You got I would say overly vocal. He's he's almost clinical. He's like, I like kissing that soft spot on your neck. Right there. It feels yeah. good. It's like, he's like your vulva, the outside of your labia leading to your belly button connected through No, he doesn't say that. But you're right, he is. But what I will say is you gotta appreciate Cynthia Nixon, that actor, oh. they gave it their all. I like, mean, they really yeah. did. He yeah. saw for the first time what we saw for the first yeah. time. That's right. I would never, this is why I'm not an actor. It's like, I would hate to be that guy actor to be like, okay, well, I have to like touch well, your breast in this scene. Here's my hands and, and like, I, I oh, say in yeah. the scene yeah. that I'm touching it so I better hear Although I did goes. notice he said I'm pinching your nipple. And, and he did, did, did pinch her nipple. I noticed that too. We all yeah. noticed that too. Um, but, so so, but maybe that was the other hand. It could be. Nailed it. He does have two, and yeah. we couldn't see it. She has That's two fair. also. She does. Yeah. What was she doing? Uh, so Miranda complains to the girls. 
sex is not a time. She says sex is not a time to chat. She yeah. says it's one of the only times in my, you know, hyper-verbalized existence, she's an attorney, mm-hmm. that I just want to be quiet. I don't want to talk about and it. And Abby, this scene is like a quintessential sex in the city scene. Oh, like sure. usually once an episode, they're yeah. having brunch together. Okay. So it's the four ladies, it's the right. four different viewpoints, sure. you know, everybody's got an opinion. I think that's what makes the show great. Yeah. It's like, And that's what people, I mean, if you've ever heard people saying like, I'm a Samantha, I'm a Carrie. Yeah. It's like everybody has a different a viewpoint. Quiz you can do. Yeah, sure. exactly. I gotta do the quiz, guys. You have to do the quiz now. I'd love to know which you are. Um, So, yeah, so she's vocalizing at the table. And then so Carrie, writing her weekly column, says, you know, are there still things in a relationship that one should never say? So my question to you guys is, are there things in a relationship? Well, what what might that be? I mean, like when she goes to see... I kept wanting to. I kept wanting to call it Doctor Lipshits, like Rugrats. <laughs> um, when she goes to it's see so true. the therapist, yeah. and she says, "I'm sorry, but you're too small yeah. to a guy." Yeah, your penis is too small, Samantha. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you're in love with a guy and it doesn't matter to you, and he asks you, I don't think that you should say that. Yeah. Well, but it did matter to him, but you can I can never to her. take that back. I will. Once you say right, it, you I can't think, be like, "I was kidding." It's right, not. Right. I mean, too small. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of not being honest, but there's some things that you just should never say. I agree. Yeah. Like a girl gains weight when she's pregnant with your baby. Don't yeah. look at her and tell her she's a fatty. Don't yeah. do it. And I, I think. think there are I think some with yeah. Samantha, it's like. She could have she could have removed herself delicately from that relationship without first of all, it's ludicrous that Samantha's in a relationship, but let's just all pretend like this is normal. Yeah. I think it's she could have she could have removed herself without going to therapy. She should she just could have done the fade out. She could have gotten out of that relationship right. yeah. without saying your penis is just small yeah. as she says. She I don't know why she can't use her L's in that moment. But yeah. um I, I keep saying your penis is too small because I know Matthew and Daniel are listening right now and they're dying and they're laughing because we, <laughs> yeah. we make that reference all the time. Um, but I think even if you're in a long-term relationship and there's something with this, it was the deal breaker. But if there's something more, a little more negligible, um, I think this goes along, not just with things that you don't ever say, but things yeah. that you maybe like try to just keep a little mystery. Courtesies that you give Courtesies. your partner. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Because it doesn't, it doesn't mean that like, you know, we're all humans. We all know that we make smells and we're, we're not always our freshest and most wonderful person, but you know, there's something to be said for trying to, as Dan Savage put a dollar in, Dan, in the Dan Savage jar, yeah. says you want to be, you want to always be reaching to be the person who you were on the first date. Yeah, the person you presented yourself to. What a person you presented yourself thing. to be. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's, it's on the first date, you're going to present yourself to be the best version of yourself. Sure. That doesn't mean that you're necessarily that person all the time, but you should yeah. always reach to be that person because yeah. that's who you were to your partner, yeah. yes. to your now partner yeah. of however long. Yeah. And you just always want to, you know, it, I think you just, it you owe it to each other to try to yeah. do that. Well, again, like, speaking to the, the life memes thing that frustrates me so much, you know, and... and uh, Hopefully I'm not st- stepping on any landmines here, but, you know, Catherine and I have talked about this, which is, it's like, you know, people say that thing, like, if I gained a bunch of weight, would you still love me? Yeah. And all of this stuff. And I, I think there's something to be said about, like, of course you would still love the person, but there's also something to be said about the duty you have, both people in the relationship, sure. to being attractive for their partner. Oh, of you course. You know, like, that's... 
that's not a thing that I, I just find it so strange. Like people I know who are like, I got married, so I just let myself go because uh-huh. what does it fucking matter? Right. And I'm like, I, I think it matters. It, it does, does matter. matter. <laughs> but in that case, it was nothing that he could control. And yeah. so it was, it was just a part of him and a part of yeah. his body and right. whatever. And so I don't know that he was necessarily like, you yeah. know, he, there's nothing he can do about that. No. So if I were her and I felt the need to get out of the relationship, I would have found like a gracious way to yeah. just like, we're not compatible yeah. sexually and I just don't, you know, I don't Wait, listen. Kind of, I know he's already self-conscious about that. It's not like he doesn't sure. know he has a small penis. I know that it's that possible small? because women have graciously found their ways out of relationships with me when they found out I had a small <laughs> uh-huh. penis. Oh, come So on. it's very simple. It can be done. You never even know that it happened. It's like things like you're such a nice guy. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very simple to do. <laughs> what can I say? I need a big dick. I hear that. So, um, so oh, that, so, so wait, uh, yeah, we should, ahead. should we wrap up Miranda's yeah, storyline? Miranda's yeah. storyline wraps up with she, <laughs> and this could be another, a whole other conversation, but we've had, we've had a very long up the butt conversation. So we'll just, if it comes yeah. up again, we'll, we'll go through all this. But basically, the punchline is that Miranda gets, finally gets comfortable talking dirty and yep. she gets good really her. good at it. She's yep. talking to her guy and she's like, they're post coitus. Ooh, I really like all this stuff. How come it turns us both on so much when I say X, Y, Z? Yeah. And then uh, she finally says, and you really like it when I stick my finger up your butt. And then he's done. Because although he did like it. it Yes, she said it out loud. He was embarrassed about that because guys, many, many straight men have... A complex. I I think that what they're getting at is straight men's insecurity that if they like a sensation of something up their butt, that means they're gay. Which, as Stanford mentions later on in the episode, or as Stanford demonstrates later on in the episode, even gay men don't. Not all gay men like having something mm-hmm. up their butt. In Did fact, he most gay men. Later on, he said episode? it. <laughs> he it's when he refused to put something in his butt. They were like, yes. "Stanford, put this up your butt." <laughs> no, he's like, "I missed that." No, they were talking about it, and Stanford said, "I don't like having something up my butt," and everyone laughed because, duh, he's gay, so of course he would like that. And he's yeah. like, "Laugh all you want, I don't." Yeah. Which goes back to, I mean, I'm like, I know this is a joke, and I, but I always bring it back to seriousness, which is just statistically. Many, many gay men, in fact, probably the majority, over 50% of gay men are not bottoms. They do not enjoy anal play. Yeah. And that's okay. But in 1999, oh, you're gay. You like it up the butt. And that's just the end. And you're a caricature. And you're not a real person who might want something different. Yeah. So that's Sex in the City in the 90s for yeah. you. Yeah. I guess. So, um, you know, she. Uh, so Miranda's so Miranda really over. screwed the pooch there. Speaking of pooch. <laughs> yes. Charlotte's storyline. Oh, so Charlotte, yes. Kristen Davis, yes. she doesn't have a man in her life right, right now, and she's looking for something to fill that void. And to what does she fill said void with but a little doggy, a Jack Russell Terrier named Henry. Yeah, well, sometimes a rose is just a rose. Now, jewelry, that's another story. Henry, no, Henry, no, not the purse. You know, under the guise of being thoughtful, he's actually being very selfish. I agree. He's muddied the waters. Oh, you're all just cuckoo. The man sends her flowers on her birthday and you're all condemning him. Henry, no. No, damn it. For Christ's sake, give that dog a break. He's already eaten four pairs of shoes. I just don't want him starting on the purses. Damn it now. Okay, we're going to go home. 
You said you wanted to get out and socialize, but you just have to learn how to bathe. I no. love dogs. I love animals with people names, mm-hmm. for the record. Oh, yeah. Do you have animals? You do, don't you? I do. I have a cat, a really fat cat named Lewis. I love fat I cats. Your, he's a tuxedo cat. He's I so love tuxedo cats. You have to know that Alec and I are obsessed with all cats. Oh, love really? Everywhere, all yeah. the time. In fact, I... Alec doesn't as much. I just show them to him. But I follow at least half a dozen celebrity cats on Instagram. Do you really? I'm obsessed. Nice. Grumpy there's cat. You one know about called... Grumpy Cat. Oh, right? well, of course. Yeah, we all love sure. Grumpy Cat. Yeah. But then there's also... I follow a Scottish fold mm-hmm. um, on Instagram. I also follow um, um, Fufu Fuyu. He's please a midget follow cat. Fufu He's a dwarf you cat. At, at Fufu underscore Fuyu. It's true. That's awesome. It's a Japanese cat who's a dwarf. Yeah. He has short legs. He's really cute. Wow. Oh, anyway, I'll show you later. Yeah. But um, but yes. D- um, so Charlotte decides so to get Charlotte a dog because she dog wants the comfort Henry. of having a, a unconditional love. And Henry's a little shithead. Let's <laughs> right. like let's not mince words here. The whole time they were at dinner, he was attacking her purse, and I kept thinking, as an actress, I'm thinking, okay, Me what too. did they put in the purse to get the dog to do it that? Been so you know, food? there was some kind of food yeah. or yeah. peanut butter, or something in her bag. And I felt bad for Kristen Davis because in every single shot where it's it, Carrie's got the lines, but Charlotte's the comic She's relief. She's dealing, and I'm like, okay, 30 seconds of that is like an hour on set. Like, Uh how long was she dealing with this dog? I gotta say, I love, I love when actors interact with babies or animals because that's like truly unpredictable and you, yes. you've caught unpredictable yes. moments on film yeah there's a moment where she's trying to get him to do tricks and you yeah. can tell that she was really responding yeah. in the moment of him grabbing the treats out of her hands yeah, and, yeah. I love that Abby I really have you had like to work that. with animals or kids yes yeah, I just, yeah I just shot a pilot um, last month where I worked with a dog whose name on the show is Major Major. It's a a golden retriever who, like, is a therapy dog for wounded vets in the show. So uh, we did scenes over and over and over where he had to come to me, and I pet him, and then he runs away. And you have hidden treats, like, all over your wardrobe and body. Yeah. So that every take, in between takes, you can, like, replenish your your little hidden treats and things. That's adorable. Yeah. I love actor dogs. Yeah, major. I never thought about that before, but I was watching the commentary for the new Evil Dead, the 2013 Evil oh, Dead. Oh, sure. And um, uh, Jane Levy uh, from Suburgatory. Yeah, You probably Jane. know her. Yeah, Jane. She, she was, um, she's the lead in, have you seen her in Evil Dead? No. Are you one for horror films? I, well, I worked with Sam Raimi on Drag Me to Hell. That was my very first thing I ever, That's ever right. did when I moved here. My, my line was... That girl just fell on the tracks. Oh my god! Spoiler that was alert. you. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, that um, is that is the end of the movie. I so, forgot. I forgot a, that was you. Have to rewatch yeah, that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Sam Raimi. I'm a. How was he to work oh with? Oh my gosh, he was amazing. I'm a huge fan. He's amazing. Um, um, and I'm, I'm a big fan of Jane. So, but Jane, if 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 you think you can handle it, because honestly, for me as a seasoned horror fan, difficult to get through the new Evil mm. Dead. But Jane is spectacular. Yeah, she's it. a great actress. Anyway, there is a scene at the unfortunately there's a dog in the film and you know what happens to dogs in horror films. Uh-huh. But um there's a dog in the in the movie and at the beginning of the movie he just he runs over to her like she's sitting on the hood of Sam Raimi's famous car. Yes. Uh-huh. Um his famous Oldsmobile that's in every damn movie he does. Yep. And um the dog runs over to her and it, during the commentary she's sitting there with Betty Alvarez and a couple of the other cast members and she's like uh she's like, "Yep, had treats in my pocket. That's why he was coming to me." And I was like, "Oh, I guess that would be the it's not just like I know that dogs there are dogs who know how to hit their mark and yes. every, but but quite often I guess if they're going to somebody they got to have yeah. something on them that smells." Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's actually it, this is advice for life, which is always have a treat on you for other humans. Yeah. I actually had a roommate um who was really messy 
my first roommate when I lived in L.A., like, just could not clean shit up. So whenever she would clean something, I would give her chocolate. Um, and that's she not re- true. That's absolutely true. Are you serious? True. I would give her chocolate every time she cleaned, like, in hopes that it would be like a Pavlov's dog <laughs> thing, yeah. where it's like... Oh, if I clean, I get chocolate. And how long did you live with her? I I lived with her for like four or five years. Um, Did that work? Did it work? No, it didn't. (laughs) Well, she figured it out and she got mad at me. Oh, so it wasn't like, thanks for doing the dishes. Here's some chocolate. It wasn't that obvious. It was no, no. It was more like just kind of like, oh, she did the dishes. I was like, oh, I got some chocolate. That is so funny. Um, But it didn't. It didn't work because she figured that is it so out. Funny. Oh um, my god! Well, the dog, the, the dog storyline bored me, and I'm glad she got rid of the it dog. Was Although I wish it hadn't been the ending to the abusive marriage. Just right? Yeah. Whatever. Come so, on. Okay, so you got to see um, Carrie's like soulmate, oh, her star-crossed lover Mr. in this Big. episode, yeah. Mister Big. I got to see him put stripper dollars down a woman's. Um, yeah. dancer. What's your impression costume. of Mr. Big? Having I, only seen this one episode. he was kind of sleazy. Yeah. He showed up and like put a bunch of ones inside this dancer who was not a stripper. She yeah. just was a dancer just at a, a restaurant. Dancer, a Moroccan right. restaurant. Classy Classic lady. Classic belly dancing. Perhaps it's four an art star. form. Yeah. And yeah. just shoving dollars in her bra and then yeah. leaving Carrie out in the middle of the sidewalk on her birthday in New York at that night. That was weird. Yeah. Got in a car and realized she wasn't going to sleep with him, so we got in a car and drove away. Didn't, like, want to make sure she got a taxi. No. I thought that was weird he didn't put her into a taxi, because usually he's more of a gentleman than that. I bet he had a conversation with the director, like, look, my character would never do that. And they're like, yeah. guys, we got to get the shot. It doesn't matter. Just yeah. get in the car. Yeah. And that, yeah. we know that stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Does yeah. Does he not that's, normally like that? Then, well, I mean, Ooh. look, he's aloof. I mean, one, aloof. one piece uh, or bigger piece of his character is that he... A bigger piece? Nailed it. I did. Um, one, one piece of his character is that she can never quite reach him. Um, and, uh, you know. And that is a statement of the writers, right? Am I getting that wrong? Well, they said that they never wanted to say what his real name was because never knowing his name is like, he's always just Just out of of reach. reach. Like, Like, she doesn't know his name? She knows his name. But we as the audience. We as the audience. So that's like home improvement when you never get to see the neighbor's face. That's exactly right. God, I was always so pissed. I just wanted to see Wilson's face. We do see his face in the very last episode, right? Never saw it. When JTT left, I thought, what's the point? (gasps) Oh, I mean, what's the point? Yeah, where is he? He just did a a guest spot on Last Man Standing where Tim Allen makes a bunch of of jokes like, don't I feel like I know you. I feel like you're like a Hilarious. That's really funny. But also, let's not forget, like, I'll Be Home for Christmas or whatever, that, that Hallmark Channel or I Lifetime forget movie. It. I watch it year-round. All right. Fair it's enough. It's not just a Christmas uh, movie. I was, I was so obsessed with JTT. Um, <laughs> okay, so... Um, Before we wrap up yeah. Carrie's whole storyline, do you yeah. want to talk about the fashions in this episode? I do. I'm just, Did I'm you just, notice those fashions, I'm Abby? I'm just still thinking about the hair. I can't get, yeah? I can't get past it, but tell yeah. me about the fashions. Well, you tell, well, I just notice one of the things we always kind of talk about, because this episode was a little more even-keeled, but there mm-hmm. are... There are laugh out loud, LOL, lulls moments in season one where we're like, what are they wearing? Because yeah. it's so ridiculous. This one wasn't so bad. Carrie wore fur again. There was this weird fur trend mm-hmm. in later season one, yeah. early, early season two. Mm-hmm. Where are we all wearing fur? What's funny is like some 90s stuff is coming back. And so that's 90s right. 90s stuff is coming back the hardcore. Way, the way her skirt was tucked in <gasps> to a shirt yeah. she had like a high-waisted skirt. I was like... 
people wear that now. Yeah. Like, did. That happens mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So I thought it was cute. Yeah, that I, was funny. Mr. Big looked like Neo from the Matrix, I thought. He always he was, wears like, a, long a big, trench coat. long trench coat. Um, one of the other black. things I noticed was... Carrie's Carrie necklace. Have we seen that before? No, now? I think this might have been the she, first Carrie time. has, I don't know if you noticed, she has a gold necklace that With says Carrie. Name. Yeah, I noticed that. That becomes like a huge plot point in, in the, at the very end of the season. There's a big moment where she's like, I lost my Carrie necklace. But before that, I don't think they ever mention it. But she wears it throughout the series. This is the first time I've ever noticed. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's a big moment. Um... Oh, I noticed both Carrie and Samantha were wearing ribbed sweaters. You know those big... The best way I can describe it is, like, the the thick ribbing that of, like, a Tommy Hilfiger sweater circa mm-hmm. 1999, like, that's really... I know no other way to say it, but it looked very 90s to me. Is, yeah. that, the, is that when she was sitting at the table and her uh-huh. hair was tucked into the neckline? In Carrie's hair is often tucked into her uh, It really bothered why, me and made me want to, or, or rather to her jacket. It and made me want to itch my neck. Yes. Yeah. There's, uh, the, the place I notice it the most is in, um, the episode, is it Running With Scissors when, um, you'll help me with this, when, when Natasha catches Carrie yeah. in their mm-hmm. apartment and she falls down and Carrie's hair is wet because she took a shower in yeah. her lover's apartment mm-hmm. and then, um, she, later at the hospital when she's like, uh, we're, we we need a new word for over. She she has her jean jacket on. Her hair is tucked into it, and I'm always yes. like, she put her wet hair inside her jean jacket and then Not just cool. let it dry. I, I hate when people out. get out of the shower and they put a shirt on without drying off their back. Oh, and you know that no, they've got a don't. shirt on. La, 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 la. That's like chewing tinfoil to me. Don't it's say like, that. That's so. That's the grossest feeling. I, I just can wanted to flip. Imagine. I just wanted to like reach my hand behind her neck and flip her hair out for her. Who yeah. can handle it? I can't handle that. But uh, it was cute. The yeah, sweater I, was you, cute and her hair is cute. I have to say you described that like one talking dirty. I, I just like to reach I behind her neck and <laughs> pull behind your side, hair out of your like her neck. On the nape of her neck and then <laughs> yeah. untuck all the hair. The only other fashion <laughs> I want to mention is that Carrie wore, it was the first dinner, the first meal scene, I think it was a lunch, um, of the episode. She's wearing like a sweatshirt just looking all flop Mm -hmm. and Carrie just generally I don't care how casual the situation is usually just much like later in the episode her sparkly kimono like even if she's lounging she's styling yeah and this moment where she's just wearing a gray like flop sweatshirt it's like one shoulder is just off and she's just kind of a she just looks like a dump maybe that's on purpose because she's really sad on her birthday it's like garbage sheet it's like her lowest low because she's so sad about mr i I think they call it derelict (laughs) zoolander no that was a beautiful beautiful zoolander Um, reference so honey Thank you. I got the honey this episode. You haven't Um, called me honey yet. Oh, that's true. Every episode, Alec accidentally calls me honey. I've been trying not to do it. We joke about Um, it. So, Sex and the City, you've now seen an episode. I've now seen it, yeah. What do you think? Would you ever watch another episode? I think I... I, If it was on, or if someone wanted to, I would. I think I like to binge watch shows, and I feel like maybe I would love to start at the beginning. I just... I. I have to mention the the smooth R and B music that yeah. Abby perfectly identified as sounding almost like a little a time little after time time after time, time, after time yeah. no which it's... I will insert here. But she did raise a valid question: was I was wrong? The one thing Mister Big couldn't say. Yes. Uh huh. Oh God, that sounds awful. And I also, I also love. Um, you always talk about life memes and and mm-hmm. um, entertainment. We. 
in the vein of entertainment memes, um, yeah. the fact that Carrie hangs up on Big without saying goodbye, yes. which is something that happens in uh, on TV shows and in films that drives me nuts. Yeah. Because I've never done that to somebody just casually. Like, I've hung up on people on the phone before, like, in anger. If you're angry. Mm-hmm. But I've never gone like, yeah, whatever, click. Yeah. yeah. I'll see you there, click. No, yeah. people say goodbye. Then you'd call her back and be like, what happened? I lost yeah. you. would be like, no, no, I just stopped talking. <laughs> I did my thought. That was yeah. all. That. Like, I had I'm trying it out. I'm trying not saying anything. You just, you just call. identified what I, I would love to see. And it'd have to be a really short sketch because the joke would get old quickly. But I just love the idea of someone like, just such a cool customer like mm-hmm. Carrie is in this episode saying like, yeah, well, oh, sure, you know, whatever, see you there, click. And then he, the phone rings, she picks up and she goes, hello, and he goes, oh, I'm sorry, you, like, you, I don't know, I lost, I lost you. Oh, no, I was, like, done talking. (laughs) I was looking, no, I'm sorry, I just, I I thought it was just a cool way to end the conversation, click, and then he calls back, and he's like, oh, my God, it happened again. She's like, no, I'm just trying to, like, end the conversation. Yeah. Yep. And look cool. I'd laugh at that. Um, I'm laughing now. I also have to mention, I, I, I always try to mention any direction that's noticeable, mm-hmm. good or bad. Uh, and the director of this episode was... Alan Coulter. Alan Coulter, who also directed the Take Me Out to the Ball he Game episode. He does a episode. lot of stuff. Yeah. He does a lot. Oh, yeah, you mentioned last episode he does. Mm-hmm. But um, the, I thought the direction was fine. Yeah. But the birthday scene like at the restaurant was really claustrophobic for me. I don't think they had a lot of coverage on that scene. I think that they just POV, like shot a master like, and just like a couple inserts on that. Too much in the lighting frame. Wasn't very good. No, it, was bad. it wasn't. They were like, it's the end of the night. Do you Let's ever give shout outs to extras that caught your attention? Always. Okay. Anything. Please. Are you was talking about somebody? the woman behind the counter at the... In the store? Oh, no. Oh, I wasn't. Well, you do yours and I'll oh, do okay. mine. Okay, well this actually wasn't an extra. He... He had a line, I think it was something like, here you go, or sign here, or something like this, but it was the guy that delivered the flowers, and that oh. was his one line, and I, ima- I imagined the, what that audition was like, and how excited he was that he got that one line, oh. but he milked, he had four seconds, right? She yeah. took the flowers and said thank you, and he made this face like, like, you're you're stupid. Like he made, <laughs> oh like he made this face where like he made a choice that yeah. was the wrong choice. Oh no! Yeah. And he only had four seconds, and I really want to know what else he did. Like I want to read that. like the character history that he wrote. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, his his who, what, when, where, because why? Because he said that he said his one thing, like whether it's like sign here or here you go or yeah. whatever. And then he makes this face at her like she's a horrible person for yeah. taking the package <gasps> from him, and then left, and the door was closed in his face. And I just thought, I, I can't thought, believe like, I didn't notice that like, amazing acting. How exciting acting. for that actor to mm-hmm. have that part. And then what a way to, like, is he now? completely mess it up. Yeah, he, but his character history is probably like, it's weird that I'm a flower guy because I'm allergic to flowers, <laughs> but you gotta pay the rent. And I'm, this bitch, like, I thought I knew her, but I don't know. Yeah, and then the way she took that box for me, and I was like, no, you didn't. Yeah. I have to look up. Oh, I yeah, have we to will. Look I have to know everything about I, this guy. I'll give a shout out to the woman behind the, like, candy pastry counter when Carrie and Susan Sharon are walking through and Susan Sharon's talking about her marriage and she like there are these I guess they're samples on the counter and Susan Sharon like picks two things up on different trays and puts them back down like she picks one up and smells it and puts it back down picks the other one up and then throws it down and then it cuts to a wide shot and the woman behind the counter who's obviously seen this woman pick up things with her dirty filthy hands Mm -hmm. put them back down like she could have she wasn't in focus. She could have just, like, stood there and been an extra. But she raised her eyebrows like, huh. Yeah. Like, appropriate. Wow. Wow. And I was like, she was job, in the lady. scene. You were, you're... She was in the scene. She was. She was really feeling that moment. Way to go for it. I bet she was a SAG extra. Oh, no yes, question. Yes, she was. Well, I feel like 
since you guys both did it, I should uh, give a shout out to an extra two. And the one that I choose, I don't know what her face looks like because it was merely a shot of a belly dancer's bazongas. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, she must have been the one that got the stripper dollars. Yeah. Oh, she definitely got the stripper dollars. But yeah, just a shot. Well, right of the, uh, I don't know if you know pillows. this, but that's called a featured extra. Yeah. So she probably got an extra $50 for Let me tell you, she was featured. I mean, talk about a special feature. Super yeah. special. Insert Indian music. She here. got that talent bump. Yeah. That dance bump. She got a bustier bump. So, mm-hmm. Abby. Yep. <laughs> oh boy. Now that we've... Concluded I feel bad the for lines. introducing Abby to like a shitty season two episode. Oh, guys, no, it's just been a real joy. Because this isn't the best. Like, we will bring you back. All right. Assuming you'll have us. Uh-huh. To episodes that are like a lot more canonical, like really essential to the show, really mm-hmm. good, really entertaining, really you know, funny. I feel like this was a slow, easy transition for my first time. You took it yeah. slow with me. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, you gosh. You communicated with me. You. I mean, we were connecting. Can I say I didn't like the part where you stuck a finger in my ass? No. <laughs> I, I feel I feel like you sh- there are some things you just shouldn't say. Yeah, that's fair. That's you could have just been fair. cool about that, Alec. Yeah. But you had well, to bring it up. I will say that um, I do think that the show ultimately becomes what your version of it in your head uh-huh. was, which is a show about empowering women and a yeah, show about being does. strong and Good. independent. And, and and it really does do that. And <clears throat> and in its best moments, which there are a lot of them, it's it's really funny, it's really insightful. And you know, what what I like about it and what I always try to explain to people, I was literally saying this to somebody today, is that I don't think it's a show for women. I think it's a show for everybody. It's you I think it's really Universal and has universal themes that mean something to anybody who watches. You've it. been that crazy, Carrie, Alec. I absolutely have. But did, have yeah. you done the quiz? Which one are you? Um, I haven't done the quiz of which girl am I, but I've I've done the quiz of which guy I end up with, and I uh, I ended up with uh, this is going to be meaningless to you, but I end up with Richard Wright, which Ew, is this really? like, totally disgusting guy. I think I ended up with dates. Big or Aiden? No, yeah. wait, I can't remember now. One of the two, maybe. But, look, we'll all have to do it together and all find right. out which girl we are. Um, we will all have to do it together. Nailed it. Yeah. Or I will. <laughs> um, oh, so, boy. thank you so much. Yeah! You're so welcome. Uh, so, really can we all, can we put our clothes back on now? Or? No. We will. And okay. soon. All right. Um, so, we're going to have you... I don't know if you've listened to the podcast before. You will now, at mm-hmm. least your episode. But yeah. at the end of every episode, we got a little sign-off. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um... I'm gonna have you help us. You're gonna you're gonna say the sign off, which is carry on, which is the title of the podcast. So I'm gonna say, thanks so much for being here, and until next time, carry on. Nailed Perfect. It. Woo!